What's up, everybody, and welcome in. This is Oscar Barkas, and this is the ninth episode of the We Like the Pain podcast. Filling in for Sam this week is my buddy Liam Burns. How you doing, Liam? I'm doing well, Oscar. Um, howdy, everybody. My name is Liam Burns. Um, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, um, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know Oscar because I'm a senior here at Texas A&M along with him. Um, just a quick overview of like my sports affiliations. Um, being from Houston, I'm a Astros, Texans, Rockets, um, and Texas A&M football fan. And uh, a unique fact, a fun fact, is that I'm also um, one of the few members of the elite Case Keenum fan club, my favorite athlete sure of all time. Um, Maybe the greatest athlete of all time. Uh, your words, not mine. <laughs> you own every jersey of his, correct? I do. Aside from his Browns jersey, I always buy the jersey once he leaves. Because yeah. you never know when he might end up being, you know, uh, getting that number retired. Right, um, yeah. So I do have, you know, from the Rams to the Vikings, um, the Texans, you name it. Yeah, Broncos, going yeah. back to Houston, too. Back to his U of H jersey. Yeah, U of H. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so a little background, Liam and I actually recorded for the first time last week, um, had a nice episode laid out, it was about an hour and a half where we just shot the shit, talked all kinds of sports, even got into our Connect, we're, we're in an organization called Connect, and we have a fantasy football league, got into that a little bit, and then the file was corrupted, um, so thanks Audacity, that's the... Uh, platform that I use to record and it's never done me wrong before but I guess there's a first time for everything but we're back this week and we get to kind of fix all our cold takes that we made last week yeah there are a couple takes that we were dead wrong on so those just never happened yeah um including the Astros we talked about how <laughs> things were looking up um at this time last week uh we were down three to one but we were then confident. We were, yeah. I th actually, we were down two to one. We were, yes. And then ended up losing that night, but then stole the game, game five in Atlanta. And it just felt like things were moving our way. Um, we'll get into it in a second. But the Braves ended up winning the World Series, so Liam and I are still trying to process and recover from that. I think depression is the word of the week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll get into it in a second. It's just like so many questions where I'm like, how was this possible? But it's baseball and that is life. Um, before we get move into some sports updates, including the Astros, uh, we both have some quick questions. Um, Liam, if you want to go first, you can take over. Sure. Um, so I have some juicy questions there related to the AFC South. How juicy? Very relevant to the show. Okay. <laughs> um, the first question I have, um, so today is Friday. Last night was Thursday night football. It was sure was. It was the Jets, 45-30 Colts. Um, they had, you said they combined for over 1,000 yards of offense. Sure did. Crazy. So a bit of a shootout. So my first question is, after seeing the Colts play like that last night, Paired with the injury to Derrick Henry, okay. do you see the Colts potentially winning the division? There's a good chance. There's a good chance, especially with how Jonathan Taylor looks. He looks like baby Derrick Henry. Um, he had 200 yards, two touchdowns, ripped off like a 78-yard mm -hmm. rushing touchdown. I believe you have him in one of our fantasy I do. leagues. I do. In one of your I fantasy do. leagues. So, mm -hmm. um, I There's a chance. I... I think that the Titans still have the upper hand. Actually, they, they definitely do. They, I think they have a two-game advantage on the mm -hmm. Colts. Um, and I think that Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz is. But judging based... I mean, they scored 45 points of offense last night. Yep. And the game was only that close because they had some of their second stringers out on defense. They were letting the Jets kind of come back. But it was it was... The Colts won that game far, definitely far and away. And I think with the Titans, when you think of the Titans, you think Derrick Henry. Oh, one hundred. Like he is kind of their team. Yeah. So without him, it's like, who knows? Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're right. Who knows? Um, but now you can look at the Titans and say, Adrian Peterson, the goat. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. I think beat up his kid that one time, but. 
he did do that, and that's why he was suspended for a year. Um, he <laughs> has looked better since... Actually, he has not looked better. He has made his comeuppance and has sort of revitalized his career since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the turning point. That was when he left the Vikings after yes. that. But, pri- I mean, we, I think you can agree prime Adrian Peterson is a top five running back of all time. Yeah, if without not, a if doubt. Not without a doubt. Yeah. And he had such a long prime, too, that yes. like a lot of people, uh, a lot of running backs these days have three or four years where they're good or great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He had a very long, like, seven or eight, year period where he was far and away the best running back mm-hmm. in the NFL. And I think one of the keys, especially now that we, with a lot of what's going on in the NFL, one of those keys is just not having major injuries. Yes. Yeah. He had so, the one... Um, one ACL tear, I think. Yeah. And then one comeback player of the year after that. So right. I think so. he was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how he looks. He just got promoted to the Titans active roster. Um, obviously, he's not going to be Derrick Henry, but I think... I think that the Titans and the Titans have the upper hand, but the Colts do stand a chance okay. in the AFC South. Um, you kind of touched on this earlier, um, but putting our bias aside as Aggies, um, factoring in age, talent, you name it, factoring in everything. If you were starting a franchise right now, would you rather have Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill, far and away. Really? Yeah, I. I just it's hard for me to watch Carson Wentz make some of the plays he's made this season and yeah. be like that guy's good. And he's good. Like he is a very talented athlete. I just think that he's got a lot of the like I have to make this play in him, right. which we've seen Patrick Mahomes get a little bit this year too. That's been his issue. So, yeah. And that's been a Carson Wentz issue his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um Tannehill definitely is not as like, I keep saying athletic. He does not have the same athletic ability that Carson Wentz does, but he's close enough, and he makes better decisions that I think I would still start with okay. Tannehill. Definitely the safer pick. Yeah. Definitely the safer pick. I'm not 100% sure what their age difference is. I, I want to guess Tannehill's like 31, and Wentz is 28. Oh, he's 28. He's yeah. that old? Wow. Yeah, he entered the league <laughs> a little old. Because they won... He was at North Dakota yeah, State, correct? They, they okay. won, like, three championships with him. That's right. Tannehill is 33 from Lubbock, Texas. Did not know that. Was a wide receiver at A&M. Fun fact. He was for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Only because our quarterback was so good that he he moved to wide receiver for a year. And I believe put up almost 1,000 yards. So he's pretty pretty athletic himself. And Wentz is 28. So it's a five-year age difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, um... As you know, I'm a big fan of sports trivia, especially when it comes to colleges. Oh, yeah. Prepared a little 11-question quiz here. I kind of grouped it based on position, so we'll start with quarterbacks and then go to receivers, running backs, and then I have one defensive player at the end. Okay, sweet. So... And we did this last week on the episode for National Tight Ends Day. Still celebrating, by the way. Still celebrating. That's a year long. It's a year long celebration. George Kittle's back this weekend, so maybe, maybe they just pushed it back... A week. Yeah. yeah. Belated. Yeah. It's, a, it's more of a season. It's like Christmas. Right. It's, like, it's yeah. like Christmas season. Yeah. Um, so it's I think gets progressively harder with each one, but okay. who knows? You might be the whiz kid. And a couple of these, they have multiple schools that they were at. So they're multiple parts and you gotta get both. Oh, parts. I gotta get both? Gotta get both oh, parts. that's mean. Okay. To start off with the quarterbacks, we have Derek Carr. Where'd he go to college? Fresno State. That is correct. Um, here's a two-parter. I only knew that because Devontae Adams was his receiver there. That is true. There's yeah. a lot There's a lot of those, like, you look back, like we were talking about Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson, yeah. where, like, players played together in college. And it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. You didn't even realize they were, like, the same yeah. age. Yeah. That's wild. Um, next, a two-parter. This should be easy, I think. Okay. Russell Wilson. So he went to... Wisconsin last mm-hmm. was it North Carolina State? It was. It was Let's NC State. go because yeah. Philip Rivers went there, and that's the I knew that. Okay, okay. yeah, well connected. Doing well there. so far. Um, kind of related to like the whole, you know, the Jets have kind of been a little more exciting. Oh yeah, couple big weeks. time. Um, Scored thirty points last night. Not Mike White, but where did Joe Flacco go to college? Oh, I knew this at one point. 
It's not like a big name school. No, but it's it's something that I knew. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. I don't want to keep. He went to Delaware. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> he's such like if you're gonna be like one NFL quarterback, oh, went to Delaware. He's like that. Just makes sense. Just yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so th- to round off the quarterbacks, another two parter, who I think also should be easy. Okay, Joe Burrow. So he went. Oh yeah, that is. He went to Ohio State first and LSU second. Correct. Yeah. All right, three out of four on the quarterbacks. Okay. Not bad. That's passing. Uh, we'll get into the receivers here. Um, arguably the best receiver in the NFL this year, Cooper Cup. Where did he attend? Oh, man. That's hard. It is hard. I should know this because he's carrying my fantasy team right now. Have some respect for your troops. Jeez. <sighs> It's a smaller school. It is. I'm going to pass. Eastern Washington. I knew it. I knew he was from Washington. I almost said dub, but I knew it was not. Mm-hmm. It was too big. A little big. too obvious. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Guys like him and like Antonio Brown went to, I think, Western Michigan. Yeah. Who, another fun fact, J.J. Watt, I believe, was at Western Michigan at one point before he went to Wisconsin. Look he it up. was. He played tight they, end, I think. Yeah, were they yeah. there at the same time? They might have been. You might have to fact check me on that. I'm not 100% sure on the No, I difference. know. Yeah, he went there before he transferred to Wisconsin. They, Antonio Brown and J.J. Watt might have been at Western Michigan at the same time. That would is, be which crazy. Which is kind of mind-blowing. It is. Okay, uh, next receiver, we have Adam Thielen. Hometown boy. He is a hometown boy. He did not go to University of... No, Minnesota. Minnesota. No, no, he went no. to one of the Minnesota schools, though, didn't mm-hmm. he? He did. I'm not gonna get that. Minnesota State. God, I could have just, I could have <laughs> just said that. State yeah, you totally could have. Yeah. Um, that's okay. I I started with a couple hard ones. I will admit, okay. receivers. Yeah. Um, I think you can get these next two. Cortland Sutton was drafted only a few years mm-hmm. ago. SMU. Correct. Okay. Southern okay. Methodist University yep. in Dallas. Yep. That nasty city. Funny enough, SMU is, has removed itself from religion, but their name is, is really? still Southern Methodist University. So they're they're just a regular private school now. They're just SMU, I guess. I don't, huh. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Good, yeah. good for them? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do what you want to do, yeah. SMU. All right. To round off the receivers, um, a guy that I own on two out of my three fantasy teams, who okay. I'm a big fan of. Big fan. Michael Pittman Jr. USC. Correct. Correct. Which I honestly had no idea who he was at USC. But no, he wasn't, yeah. like, he never did a whole lot. I don't even know who his quarterback was. Was it there. Sam Darnold? No, I think they missed each other. Barely? Okay. Maybe for, like, Pittman's first year, but I think they they were there at okay. separate times. Because this is his second year in the league, and Darnold's, like, what, four or five? Yeah, and he's this? still 24 years old. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. I didn't really he entered the league. He's younger than Joe Burrow. And was you know who else is younger than Joe Burrow? Who? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's also that's another crazy fact. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter nowadays because quarterbacks last forever, but the fact that Joe Burrow was 23 or 24 mm-hmm. going into the draft was like, ooh. Yeah, it's like super old, which yeah. is weird because like we kind of touched on this last week, but like we're at the age where I look at guys, especially in the NBA because you only have oh to my, play like yeah. one year out of high school. These guys are like nineteen. Like um, Luka Doncic, I'm pretty sure is like around my age, if not. He like, is two months older than I am. So he, yeah, which makes you feel terrible. Like shit. Yeah, yeah, there there are rookies in the NBA right now that are nineteen, and I'm twenty one. The guy on the Spurs, Josh Primo, that we drafted eleventh, is eighteen years old. That Turn, turns nineteen in December. The theme of the show is depression. Yeah. Sure Sorry, that's, that's actually fun fact for the viewers that beeping is my insulin pump. So that's on. If you hear that throughout the show, T one D baby. I know. I need big to, Mark Andrews fan. We yeah, talked about that last week. I should have uh, should have replaced it before I came over. I apologize. No worries. Um, all right, we'll get. I got a couple running backs for you. A guy who I really loved last year and has kind of let me down this year. Okay. Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver in college. Memphis. Yes. Yep. He did go to Memphis. Uh, you Good know Memphis was like a running back factory for a couple years? Yeah. Like Tony Loki. Pollard, mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell. Got, uh, guys that are like not like your Saquon Barkley, like no, big name guys, yeah. but a lot of solid guys. Uh, yeah. Daryl Henderson, they were all there at the same time. No kidding. Yeah. That's like that one picture of like the Alabama quarterbacks where it's like Matt Jones, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and Tua. Yeah. yeah, running back factory Memphis. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, when he was at Memphis, 
forced Antonio Gibson to be a receiver because he was so good. And Dang. it is now like the backup running back on the Eagles. So yeah, all these connections. Yeah. All these connections. Um, next guy up is Chris Carson. He was a sep- Oklahoma State. Correct. Yeah, seventh right. round pick. Two for two. Um, this last one, I got one defensive yeah, player. Yeah, said I'm nervous. Um, these for me are harder for whatever reason. The defensive players. Oh, for are sure. All, they're for always because sure, you remember the offensive guys yes. in college. Chandler Jones. Man, he's old too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Someone asked me this the other day, and I didn't know it, and I felt terrible. So That's now you're making me feel I'm terrible. Pushing my blame onto you. <sighs> Northeast. I'll give you the region. Pitt. Syracuse. Oh, what? Yeah, the guy went to Syracuse. What? I know. Good for him, man. Random. He's a monster. You know who else went to Syracuse, I'm pretty sure? Who? Um, what's his face? From oh, yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy Samuel. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he played football at Syracuse. He did play football in college, I know that. I'm, I'm pretty positive of it because in the show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he says that he played linebacker at Syracuse, and I oh, think that was like a little true. Easter, like like an okay. actual fact about yeah. him. Yeah. Man. Crazy. Maybe the listeners can fact check me on that. That'd be great. Yeah. Fact check us. Send us an email. JagsTexansPod at gmail.com. Preferably a scathing email. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rip into Liam. <laughs> if I'm wrong on that. If not, then you can suck it. Let's see. So you got, you got one, two... Three, four, five, six. You got seven out of eleven. Not bad. That's all right. Fun fact: that's my birthday. Seven eleven. Hey. Yeah. So I did it on the, purpose. Uh, I picked four that I knew you wouldn't get. So you okay. Know, if I can bring up my birthday. Okay. Okay. All yeah, right. That's all I got for you. Okay. I also have a sort of guess that player game. Um. So I have one player, and I've got a list of questions for you. They get progressively easier. Um, and then you can guess whenever. And if you get it wrong, I'll just keep a- asking questions. All right. This player and the one who starts in front of him are the sa- are from the same state. Man, so it's a backup. It is a backup. It makes me think quarterback, but like then again, there's you could say like the second receiver on a team. Yeah, is, is like you could behind someone. They're from the same state, is that what you said? From the same state, born not too far away from each other. Okay. This player was a two-star recruit coming out of high school. Got offers to, like, a bunch of no-name schools. Did he go to a no-name school? Sort of. Okay. Not a not a Power 5 conference. Okay. After his sophomore season at that college... He was projected as a future NFL first-round pick. Like, had a phenomenal second round, second sophomore season. Um, then his junior season, a bunch of players left. It was a new coaching staff, new regime, more disappointing year. Okay. And then he was still taken in the first round, and it was a surprise. Okay. There were. I'm thinking quarterback. Like yes, that's my. That's a, it, it, yeah, it's a good it assumption. Is a okay. Good assumption. I'm thinking. So he's a backup currently. I'm thinking like Andy Dalton. But no. I don't think Justin Fields is from Texas. I know Andy Dalton's from Texas. He is from Dallas. Um, he was still drafted in the first round and he's a backup. Yes. Okay. I'm going to need some more hints. Yeah. Um, his team traded up for him. And this next part may give it away. Making the current starter that I mentioned earlier very angry. Jordan Love? It is Jordan Love. He has seven NFL pass attempts, but will start on Sunday. They're both from California? They are. Jordan Love's from Bakersfield. Is he? And correct me if I'm wrong, did he go to North Dakota State? No, he went to Utah State. Utah State. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to say that... Josh Allen has allowed players such as him and Trey Lance and other raw prospects to get drafted high just because teams want to see if it works mm-hmm. out. But I felt like that would that would Give come close to yeah. giving it away also. So I wanted to talk about Jordan Love because actually we should do some other other sports updates first. Um, but 
because Jordan Love will be starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers out Chiefs. with COVID. Aaron Rodgers is out at least 10 days with COVID, which makes it possible that he can return for next week's game, but definitely will not be playing in this one. Um, so let's transition to some other sports updates, and then we'll get in more into the nitty-gritty of that whole situation. So as we mentioned, the Astros lost. Um, was Tuesday, game six. Was. I was lucky enough to not be able to watch the game, so it saved me a little bit of pain. But I watched the majority of it. We had a connect meeting early, um, so I got back for the start of the third or maybe the fourth inning, and it did not get any better. It did not. Um, Jorge Soler hit a three-run home run right as the the meeting ended, so I knew it wasn't good. Um, what happened to our offense, man? We, you can't win if you don't score any No, runs, right. Which is, I, we were the entire season, the, the number best one offense yeah. in the entire league. Yeah. Our like coming into the playoffs and coming into the season, our concern was starting pitching and right. our bullpen. And which were, don't get me wrong, our starting pitching in the World Series great. was not great, but our bullpen was pretty lights yeah. out for the majority of it. But our like our big name guys just kind of fell off. Jordan Alvarez, the ALCS MVP, had what one hit the entire World Series. Yep. It's just disappointing. I was talking amongst uh, my colleagues about it, and while. I think 20, 2019 probably hurt more in terms of yes, like Dodgers. the pain. Or no, that's the Nationals. That's the Nationals. Nationals. The World Series. That World Series hurt more because yeah. it went seven games and we just we lost literally every game at home. Yep. And w- there was that span where we had the three games in D.C. and we won all, all three. three. So yeah. our... You know, we felt like we had the momentum, we were excited, and it just, like, there's a dagger to the heart. Yeah. Howie Kendrick had a late home run that really sealed it. That hurt more, but this is arguably more disappointing because Absolutely. our team was just as good, if not better. We did have Garrett Cole and Verlander at the time, but our offense was just as good, if not better. And we just couldn't, we basically just couldn't do the thing that we were best at. Right. No, it was weird, like... Like you said, all season, number one offense in baseball. And did we record a hit game six? Yeah, we had to. It wasn't a no-hitter. But there was. But it a, was a shutout. It was a shutout. There was, I want to say, oh, man, was it game three or game four? One of the games in Atlanta, I want to say it was game three, was we were no-hit through, like, seven or eight innings. Like, and Marwin late into the game. Was it Marwin that broke That out? was the game after... But it was the one other game where we, I think, either got, sh- I think we either got shut out or like scored two runs, maybe. But it was just, it was just really hard to watch. Really hard to watch, and made for some boring baseball, which sucks. Yeah. Um, because the Braves weren't consistently scoring either. They would just have it so two guys were on, and someone would pop a home run. Yep. Travis Darnold had two huge home runs in the World Series. Solaire, same thing. Um, Solaire, I mean, he assaulted baseballs. Like, we yeah. made con- Like, he hit it out of, out of the stadium. Yeah, which on, is just on the free run homer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he ended up winning the World Series MVP. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy that this Braves team that lost Acuna at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. uh, made a ton of weird trades in the middle of the season. Yep. Not weird anymore. It worked out. Um, if we're going to lose in the World Series, I'm very glad it was to the Braves instead of the Dodgers. I 100% yeah. agree. 100% agree. And we're we're a big fun fact, guys. Dansby Swanson has not, he won a College World Series and now has an MLB World Series. That's crazy. One of the very few players that and can ever say that. probably, yeah, if yeah. not ever. Yeah, I looked him up recently. So he went first overall. He did to the D-backs, he and did. they traded him six months later. And I know that he was struggling in like spring training and in, mm-hmm. in the minors, but he was traded very soon. You know who, what else was drafted that that draft? What year was that? That was after Correa. I say. No, no, it wasn't that long ago. Later than that. Who was it? Some big name? It was Correa. Correa went two. No, Correa went first overall. 
I, I, I am sure? 100% convinced of that. Yes. I'm that pretty knowledge. sure Correa went 2-0-2, and then Kyle Tucker went 4th. Okay, then we definitely didn't have the 1st and 4th picks. And the 2nd and 4th. Or 2nd and 4th. Thomas Correa so. went 1st overall. When I, like, I will die on that hill. Okay. Because he was drafted, yeah, he was drafted 1st overall in 2012. Okay. Let's see who was drafted when Dansby was. Um, anyway, great, good for the Braves. I'm... Uh, Okay, he was drafted in 2015, okay. so, so you're right. Bregman. Bregman was Bregman drafted was second overall, okay. and then Kyle Tucker was fifth. Okay, so yeah, we had the second and fifth and got two of our now starters. Yeah, pretty good draft for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Bad draft for the Diamondbacks, apparently. Apparently, yeah. L Diamondbacks. Tough. Yeah. And they're still one of the worst teams in baseball. Yep. But I, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Astros are my number one sports team, so like I'll stand by them no matter what. But it just hurts. It's gonna sting it for a little while. It will sting for a while, and it just sucks that five years of making the ALCS in a row, three of those years made the World Series, came out with one World Series, one title. Um, but you make the ALCS five years in a row, like you're a dynasty at that point. I would agree. Yeah. And it hurts to think that it might be falling apart a little bit. It's likely that Correa leaves because, you know, on the open market, he's going to be getting $300 million and I just don't think we're going to... The Astros are going to be able to pay that, yeah. Okay, uh, shifting gears a little bit, NBA season, we had talked about this last week, uh, about how exciting the Spurs and Rockets young cores are. Um, Rockets are 1-7 after dropping a game to the Suns last night. But I stand by it. I love this team. We have the perfect combination of young talent that is exciting to watch. Exciting. But we find a way to lose the game. Yeah. So it is the perfect storm for a rebuilding team. Yep. Um, Because, as you all know, I am a Spurs fan. And then, as Liam mentioned, he's a Rockets fan. Neither one of our teams is going to make the playoffs. Probably The Spurs probably won't even make the play-in at this point. Um, but both teams have some good stuff, good building blocks. The Spurs young core is a little older, um, actually a lot older, definitely older. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we did just dra- draft Josh Primo, um, and so far the season, so we're two and six, and we've lost to the Mavs twice, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Pacers. And the Pacers was the only game of the season. That I was embarrassed about. Um, every other game we kept close, and every other one of those teams is probably going to make the playoffs. Though it's hilarious that the Lakers have lost to the Thunder twice now, mm-hmm. um, who have come back from 19 and 27 point um, differentials and came back and won the game against those Lakers. Thunder have a another fun, nice core. Josh Giddy, their draft pick, I like him a fun lot. Fun to watch. TikToks are hilarious. I have way. not seen any, but yeah, he's like the the owner of that audio where he's like, "Man, bring me a shot." Really? Yeah. That's what? Like his entire I didn't know it's that. Hilarious. He's only nineteen. Yeah. Also he is from Australia. Um, and then Shea Gildas Alexander is all so one of the good, best man. Young players in the league. So, so good. I hate that he's on a team that's gonna lose like. 60 plus games probably yeah and he is just so good he's so damn good yeah they're fun they're fun to watch even though they're kind of like the Rockets where they you know they're going to lose games but they're fun yeah. to watch yep um as far as the rest of the league the Mavs are still sort of figuring things out I mentioned they beat the Spurs on Wednesday night um Luka's still just ridiculous we talked about how he's 22 years old and has made two first team All NBA, um, and I am 22 years old and still in college. And zero All NBA teams. <laughs> yeah. Ever, like that zero All Star selections. The Jazz are lighting up the league. They are far and away the best team so far. But the Nets have had some struggles between Kyrie being absent and James Harden not looking completely there yet. Uh, the Bucks have been cursed by injuries so far, and then we mentioned the Lakers have looked a little rusty. They're um, just a hodgepodge of big names that we will just see if it works out. 
I just don't think that the roster that's that they have right now is anywhere close to the roster that they'll have going into the playoffs. I would agree. And any team with LeBron, it's like you can't. I mean, you just can't count him out. No, never, never. Although he has missed four games, I think mm-hmm. so far. Getting older. That's one of like like Adrian Peterson. He's been able to avoid a lot of injuries, which is why he's been one of the greatest yeah. of all time. So, but you know, he's getting up there in age. So yeah, at, at this point in his career, what I want for him is to be playing way reduced minutes, miss games whenever he feels like he needs to, because. As long as he is completely healthy going into the playoffs, the Lakers are going to stand a chance with him and AD. No doubt. Okay, uh, last little big sports alternative to the NFL thing that I wanted to cover is AM playing Auburn this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the poll that you use, the AP poll versus the college football playoff um, rankings, we are either 13 or 14. I think Auburn is 12 and 1 and... 13 in the other. That sounds right. They're they're basically right above us yeah. in both of them, and we're right in that 12 and yep. 13 range. And we still didn't get college game day, which pisses me off. We should have had it this weekend. I would have gone. Um, the game is in College Station, but I, game day is in Cincinnati for they're number two un- overall Cincinnati. Against an unranked opponent. Yeah, against three and four Tulsa. Yeah, so, so. tough. That'll be real exciting to watch, for sure. But I think our game, speaking of exciting to watch, will be should be really good. I, I agree. It should be really close. It's an even matchup. The Aggies seem to always play to their competition. Yes. So we are playing someone who is, on paper, supposed to be equivalent to us. So who knows? Yeah, who knows how it'll turn out. I was telling Liam before we started recording that it sucks that we're actually being hyped now because the reason that we beat Alabama is we went in with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. Now that we beat them and we've looked good the last couple of weeks, they may really disappoint us this weekend. But it'll be a good game, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact about me, I am like the biggest Bo Nix hater in the world. I don't know why. Auburn's quarterback. I'm not a fan of Bo Nix either, mainly just because he always has like one or two plays a game where he's just running around yes. for about 20 seconds, and it just Can't pisses me off. Can't seem to figure out like what he's doing, yeah. sort of. Um, so hopefully we shut him down. It also feels like he's been there for Forever, like, since I came into college, know, for sure. He's been there forever. Yeah. yeah. All right, shifting gears, that should be exciting. These next few things we're going to talk about are not... I mean, I guess depending on the way you want to look at it, it could be a little exciting, but... Definitely downers. The NFL has had a crazy week of news. Um, I guess I'll start with a positive that I didn't even put on the dock. The Rams traded for Von Miller last mm-hmm. week. Gigum. Gigum. Huge Von Miller fan. Um, and he he tweeted something about going to sleep at 4-4 four and four and waking up at 7-1. and one. Mm-hmm. So he leaves a Broncos team that's been competitive, but definitely not a contender and then goes to the Rams who may be the best team in the NFL. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, he does have a ring. Yeah, but he does. I, but I think he deserves to be on a winning team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And if he was to, I mean, he's already like cemented himself as one of the greatest defensive players mm-hmm. of this generation, but if he was to win another ring with the Rams, like that could yeah, blow definitely blow his uh standing out of proportions. Um and exciting thing, he's wearing his number 40 that he wore at AM on the Rams. That is correct. Which is fine. Yeah. Less exciting. Uh, Henry Ruggs, the Raiders wide receiver, was arrested on Thursday morning, I believe, for um, getting into a car accident and killing the other driver. He was driving on a residential street he was driving 156 miles an hour and was twice the legal limit mm-hmm. um, of alcohol content and the two cars flipped for 500 feet after initial impact and he and his passenger are completely okay um, unfortunately the victim who was hit and her dog both passed away almost immediately on mm-hmm. impact yeah um, just really sad, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say that already hasn't been said, but it, I think it just kind of goes to show you how, even for someone like that who's 
you know, I would say famous, successful, super young can literally end not only your career, but like the rest of your life yeah. in a matter of seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Nevada state law um, says that a accident, uh, a car accident that ends in death is a minimum two years mm-hmm. in prison. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, you know, he's rich and famous, so he may not end up facing that but he will go to prison for a little bit yeah the raiders their season just keeps on getting God, more man. and more crazy god and there was a video Derek carr the uh starting quarterback on the raiders had a press conference about it and his answers were just like gut-wrenching like mm-hmm. he was like i'm so sad i know that this is not of henry Ruggs character but there's some actions that you take that you can never recover from Mm -hmm. and i we may see henry ruggs in the nfl life in a in four or five years but it'll be a while um and he just completely ended his career basically uh another receiver odell beckham jr there was a lot of talk right before the trade deadline that the browns were thinking about moving on His and dad then, tweeted. Well, he didn't get tr- traded, and then his dad and LeBron both tweeted. <laughs> LeBron's um, a big one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, LeBron's Cleveland royalty, yeah, and so both of them tweeted about Odell being way better than he's looked while he's been on the Browns, mm-hmm. basically taking shots at Baker Mayfield. Um, and then this, apparently the situation got really contentious, and this morning, Odell was released. So, I don't know if you've got any... I'm, I'm just interested to see where he ends up. I think there's a lot of places that could make sense. I, I think the obvious thing would be for him to go to a team that could win. Yes. I don't think he, yeah. he's not going to want to play for a team that's going to be losing and, unless he's extremely selfish and just wants the ball. But I right. think he also wants to win. So, teams like... Teams like the Packers, teams like the, the Saints, Ravens. the Ravens, where you know they're not particularly strong with their wide receiver depth, but like you could see, you know, one or two pieces really kind of turning the corner for them. Yeah, are the teams that would make sense. Um, it does kind of seem weird, like picturing him in like a Packers or a Saints or Ravens uniform just kind of looks weird in my head. But who knows, man? Yeah, we'll see. Um... I will say, I, before the game started last night, Steve Smith Sr., the former mm-hmm. NFL wide receiver, uh, went on and did the same thing LeBron and Odell's dad did. Um, was talking about how he, he the quote was basically, I know two things. Odell Beckham is very good, and Baker Mayfield is not. <laughs> and was basically like, and I know that because if you're making Odell Beckham look bad, then Baker, you suck, bro. Was he, he ended it with that, and that's crazy. We'll see what the Browns look like post-Odell, um, and we'll see where he ends up. I'm sure we'll have an update in the next couple days. Maybe. If he is claimed, he'll join the team next Monday because okay. the waivers have to wait until Monday at 4 p.m. to clear. Okay. Um, because a game has already happened this week. A factor that we might not be thinking of is the Browns' backup. True. Case Keenum. True. If I mean, obviously I'm a little biased. <laughs> However, I, I think Case Keenum would make OBJ look well, like OBJ. At least Case Keenum knows to target Odell mm-hmm. and can, regardless, um, not... Not the best way for this to end. And the funny thing is, all that the Browns traded to the Giants to get Odell Beckham has not turned into anything either. So it was a lose-lose for both teams. It definitely was. Um, And then last bit of news. Aaron Rodgers, we talked about it, is out with COVID. And it was weird when it happened because he was announced out immediately. And what's happened a lot this season is a, a player will test positive for COVID, and then if they t- take two negative tests in 24 hours, they can play mm-hmm. if they're vaccinated. And it came out immediately after that Aaron Rodgers is not. And then he went on Pat McAfee's show this morning, um, and 
had a lot to say. I'm. I, it's not worth repeating. Um, he had a lot of hot takes. Mm-hmm. If you want to go listen to it, pretty funny. Um, a lot of opinionated quotes. Oh yeah, we'll put big it time. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely not playing this weekend. And with an unvaccinated player, you have to wait ten days and then test negative twice. Ten days would put him at maybe being able to come back by Saturday of next week. But we'll see if he tests negative by then. Yeah. And then you're stuck with one day of preparation. Right. Yeah. For the next game. Yeah. Assuming they play on Sunday. They do play on okay. Sunday. Um, and so we'll see how the Jordan Love show goes this weekend. Yeah. He is playing the Chiefs, which is exciting um, because they have a bad defense. So even if he doesn't look that good, like he might. He might. He might. I mean, he looked good in the preseason, too. Yeah, so he did. Who knows? Um, I do have a quote I want to read you. As the viewers may or may not know, the Packers are actually publicly owned. They so are. You can... You can pay for a piece of ownership in the Packers organization. Um, so I do have a quote here from, quote, ownership from the Packers. Okay. Um, and I'm sure you can, by the end of it, figure out who the quote is from. But I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good, good quote to bring up here. Statement from ownership. Being an owner of the Green Bay Packers, I take pride in the duty entrusted in me to guide this, story's franchise, this storied franchise in the right direction. Aaron's comments on the vaccine have been disappointing, to say the least, although you have to admit it's kind of sick that he texts with Joe Rogan. Moving forward, we've decided the best course of action will be to trade him to the Washington football team for Landon Collins straight up. Fortunately for the Packers fans, the best in football, we signed Blake Bortles, who beat the Steelers in the playoffs, as there's a deep, <laughs> as there's a deep drive into the deep left field by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 a ball guy. game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting this headset on again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. It's a PFT. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Blake Bortles is a, has a lot of fans at Barstool, and that was the, the mm-hmm. reference there. And I thought the Washington football thing would give it away because PFT oh, yeah, is a big, big uh, f- football, football team, team fan. fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see how uh, this whole situation plays out. I think that this is just another knock on the Aaron Rodgers Packers relationship and this may be the thing that really cuts ties between the two uh, Mm -hmm. after this season however the Packers are still really good they still beat the undefeated Cardinals at the time and like it's it's Aaron Rodgers yeah so who knows who knows okay moving on talked about Von Miller we watched his new team beat the shit out of the Texans on Mm -hmm. Sunday the game ended up being a lot closer than it was, but it was it was all garbage time points. The Rams beat us thirty-eight to twenty-two. You said your dad and sister were there. My dad and sister were at the game, um, so I kind of felt bad that they were at the game. But at least I don't know if they stayed the entire time, but maybe they saw a little bit of David Thrills in garbage time. Um, one factor I do want to bring up. Okay. As uh, a former sports gambling. Uh, yeah, y'all fanatic. missed. Liam and I have talked about being a little bit not degenerates because no. we don't gamble, but we're we're degen- we're fans of degenerates. Correct. We, we uh, pay attention to gambling. So so continue. So for that game, the Rams were sixteen and a half point favorites over the Texans and we're up 38 to 0 going into the fourth quarter and <laughs> won by 16. So that was an absolute all-time backdoor cover by the Texans. Absolute all-time. Yeah. I wonder if that was on SVP bad bets. May have been. May have That's, been. I mean, bad beats. Yeah. We scored like 22 points in 4 or 5 minutes. We yeah. kicked an onside kick and got it. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was funny because I was watching the game it was 38-0 to zero going into the fourth, and I was like, ah, oh, we can stop watching. Turn something else on. Then I just kind of got a feeling. I was like, I got to see this out. I got to watch the whole thing, especially for the content, for the mm-hmm. podcast. And then Davis Mills lit it up in the fourth quarter. Had a um, dime to Brandon Cooks for like a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was nuts. He, uh, I think, was a top-ten fantasy starter no this way. past week just from... 
just from that from one the, quarter. Because he had two passing touchdowns and a rushing rushing touchdown and like two hundred eighty yards or three hundred yards. Jeez. Yeah. Um, that may be the last we see of Davis Mills, depending on how this season goes. I can't say I'm incredibly disappointed, to be honest with you. No, I just don't know. So he looked so good, and yes, it was against the Rams' backups, but it kind of made me wonder if our coaching staff was just putting the the muzzle on him. Mm-hmm. Like, we sort of talked about this last week. Wanting to get the games over as soon as possible, we were going like three and out almost every drive. And then the fourth quarter rolled around, and we scored. We scored 22 points. It just did not make sense. But all of that to say, Tyrod Taylor's back. And I'm excited. I'm excited too. Even though I think the best thing for this team is to lose. Yes. Tyrod looked so good at the beginning he of the did, season. man. Him and Brandon Cooks were like a, a combination that like made me want to watch the game. Yeah. So I'm excited. My... The best thing that could happen to this team, and this sort of relates, I sort of talked about this with the Spurs earlier, is that we look good in our games. So we get our, all our young, young guys some good, like, meaningful minutes, and then we lose every game. Yeah. Because then we get a good draft pick, hopefully find the quarterback of the future, even though this next draft does not look like the place to find that. Um, we want to be the Rockets. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Yes. That's like our model team that we want to go after. Yeah. Lose a lot, um, but get our young guys some good playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's telling that we're putting Tyrod back in, because if we wanted to get the young guys some playing time, we'd play Davis Mills. He is not our future. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about with the Texans, we traded a few players close to the deadline, but I think the biggest one was Mark Ingram. Uh, we traded him to the Saints for basically nothing, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for him. Um, there were some immediate like reactions from our players, Brandon Cooks most notably, tweeting about how disappointed they were with us for trading Mark Ingram, and then Mark Ingram came out and told media and the team that he had asked the Texans to move on, go to the Saints. Um, and he looked all right last week, so I'm happy for him. Um, it's just go Texans. Go Why did we Texans. sign him? Why did we sign him? Why did we sign? Yeah. Great question. We got a twenty twenty three seventh rounder. That's why we signed him for the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow seventh round pick. Um, which basically means we cut him. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, we play the Dolphins in Miami this week. The Dolphins are. Five and a half point favorites, and they are also one and seven. Man, that that's kind of telling. We were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but it's funny how a team can be like kind of. I would say generally, like the consensus is that the Texans are the worst team in the league. When you have teams like the Jaguars and the Lions. Jets, Dolphins, and it's 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 a consensus that we're the worst when there's a there is a team that has not won a game in the Lions, so it says a lot. Sure does. Uh, I think that we could win this game. Um, I don't know if we want to win the game, especially with Tyrod. I yeah, right with with Tyrod. Um, and with how bad Tua has looked, if you want to give your little spiel, you can. Yeah. So I. And probably, like you said, you're one of the biggest Bo Nix haters. I am might be one of the biggest Tua haters. Maybe the biggest. Uh, maybe the biggest Tua hater on the planet. Part of it stems from my hatred of left-handed quarterbacks. With uh, the exception of... Steve Young and Michael yeah. Vick yeah. are the only two exceptions to that rule. Two very electric players and successful players um, on the field. But there's just something about left-handed quarterbacks that I just despise watching the mechanics of it <laughs> it's it weird because bad. in college i was like tua has the prettiest ball i've ever seen and then more and more that i watched it was like no i think it's just because he's left-handed and i'm not used to watching that yeah um we'll see i i don't want to shit on him too much because he's probably going to beat the texans this weekend um, but i think it could be competitive moving on to the jaguars um, I'm going to freezing cold takes Liam here because he freezing cold takes me a, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on the podcast that we recorded last week. 
he talked about how the Jags might stand a chance against the Seahawks. They lost 31-7. to I, I watched as much of the game as I could take. It was just so, like, confusing to me mm-hmm. that this team, the Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, with the worst defense in the NFL far and away, the worst pass defense in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence didn't score until the end of the game. Yeah, I, it was confusing. Shit. Yeah, I was expecting a Mac Jones versus the Bucks type performance. You know, maybe not stuffing the stat sheet, but like, you know, maybe a gritty performance. Looks like he's improving. Yeah, putting like on that. some sort of like where we're all like, okay, this was a game for right. Trevor Lawrence. Just wasn't happening. Out, out the gates, it was, I mean, it was 31-0 up until, what, two minutes left in the game? Yeah. It was a garbage time touchdown. Yeah. So. It was tough. Uh, Geno Smith actually looked pretty good, uh, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just kept targeting Tyler Lockett all the way down the field and then would find DK Metcalf in the end zone. That was the, yep. that was the recipe every drive. And for some reason, the Jags couldn't figure it out. Um, here's a quote from Trevor Lawrence after the game. We played like crap today. I love I love when people use crap. the word crap. <laughs> That's going to happen every now and then, but we can't let this happen again for sure. I, are we sure he's not an Aggie? Because he simply will not tolerate this this type of behavior. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was... So James Robinson only played the first quarter. He had a bruised heel. Um, and that explains a lot, mm-hmm. but for all the things we've already mentioned, Geno Smith, bad Seahawks defense, it should have been more competitive, and all that the Jags have to look forward to is the Bills coming to town this week. Yeah, and we saw what the Bills did to the Texans, so... What if they beat them? What if the Jags won that game? Wouldn't that be nuts? <laughs> The AFC is such a shit show this year. Like, every team that you're like, okay, finally we have the best team. Like, the Bengals. We talked about the Bengals on last podcast. And then they lost lost to the Jets, who didn't even Um, have their starting quarterback. Yeah. Mike White. Mike White led the league that week in passing yards. Yeah. Which, another betting thing, I don't know if you saw this, but Mike White's game check was $50,000. And there was a guy that bet, I want to say... Like, $1,000, it might have been less, on Mike White to lead the league in passing yards. Why would you do that? Cash out $125,000. Which is more than two two times Mike White's game. Yeah, made more than the dude that won that money for you. Um, Jamal Agnew, I've shouted him out plenty of times this year. Former defensive back, has made his way in the NFL as a return man. Um, has two return touchdowns this year, a kickoff and then a uh, field goal that he returned. Over the offseason, apparently, spent time watching Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams clips on YouTube and taught himself to play wide receiver. And he was the leading receiver for the Jets this past week. Um, And his touchdown with two minutes left saved Trevor Lawrence from his first ever shutout in his career and Urban Meyer from the second. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's crazy. Good for Jamal Agnew. Sucks for the Jags. I don't really have that much more to say. No. And I, don't, I mean, never been really a Jags lover, so I don't particularly feel bad for them. So I don't know. I mean, Sam, you know, my one of my best friends and my co-host on this podcast is a huge Jags fan. So I, I've got a soft spot in my heart for him. But Urban Meyer's so bad. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah, no, he said. Why didn't he just stay in college? Like, he could have stayed in college and been... Like, now there's a... He's got a tainted resume. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches make more money in college. Yeah. As coaches. Cause, like, you Especially have to do recru- Urban Meyer. Because with- you have to do recruiting yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah, who knows why he did that. I don't know. I think that we'll be seeing him at school we talked about earlier, at USC, um, by the end of the year, probably. Is that your take? It's not a bad take. Or at least back in college. Um, I think we can move on. Both the Texans and Jags suck. We, we talk about that every week. Ben knew that. Not a whole lot of therapy this week, just because I think that I had accepted that we were going to get killed by the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, Therapy's more on the Astros side. Yeah. I kind of just shifted it to a yeah. different team. 
but yep. still the same still the same hurt and then before we wrap this episode up we've got some fantasy corner stuff we mentioned you have Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. in our connect league um, he had what like 37 points last 33. night 33 yeah 33 it's pretty good yeah so he's I think so he kind of turned it around towards the end of last year's when he really started oh, to take off. Oh, for sure, off. yeah. Took off second half of the season. And so I think he's going to be kind of a staple running back, obviously barring injury, uh, like a you know consensus first-round draft pick in fantasy leagues for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think that he's a top-five running back the rest of the season for mm-hmm. sure. I would agree. Um, and I had said that before this game started, so I'm not a bandwagoner. Yeah, and I mean, he was... Like, when he came out of Wisconsin, like, because he, he was drafted in the first round, right? Second round. He was the second first round. pick of the second okay. round, I believe. But he, like, his numbers and stuff, like, jump. Like, any time a running back is taken that early. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's I don't remember the last time they missed on a running back in the first round. Like, guys like Najee Harris. Uh, he's, that's been more, like, injuries, I feel like. Also, it's the Chiefs, so. They drafted him over Jonathan Taylor, though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I take it back. But guys, guys but like, for the most part, yeah. when you when there's a consensus like first or second round running back, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, guys like Todd Gurley, Najee Harris has looked great. Yeah, I don't think he gets enough credit so far this year. Um, but yeah, yeah. no, uh, Jonathan Taylor should great, and that's good for your team. You mm-hmm. are competitive in this league. Yes. I am not. I started Kenneth Gainwell at running back last week and I had Boston Scott on my bench who had 18 points. The Eagles put up 44 points. Yes. And Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. He somehow didn't have a single touchdown. No. And they put up 44 not. points. Yeah. I know I think they took him out of the game at one point. But still, how do you put up that Yeah, many we got points? to see some Gardner Minshew. Wow, what what a treat that was, huh? But I, I that just baffles me that you can put up forty four points and your quarterback yeah. doesn't have a touchdown. Yeah, crazy. Um, so yeah, I am currently in contention for the worst team in the league, maybe the worst team in the league. I lost to a guy who started Mark Andrews and um, someone else. Two people that did not play last week. Correct, and but. I will say, I think you lost by what? Like one point? Point four points. Point four points. Yeah. So, as if the L itself didn't it hurt. hurt enough, it lost hurt. by point four. Fun fact, uh, in the league that I'm in that I've been in the longest, probably about six years, uh, give or take, I actually won the championship one year. The one year I've won that league, I think I won by point one in the championship. Ooh. So God. and so it was a difference of like 180 bucks, and then second place got like 20. And oh. so you gotta you gotta feel shout gotta out feel for that shout guy. out my friend Gabe. Um, yeah, Gabe. It's it's tough. It's tough out here. Yeah, um, I don't know if you want to talk about some trades you've made. We talked about that last week, mm-hmm. or we can just go straight into some most surprising fantasy players and then most disappointing. I think the one of my biggest takeaways so far this season related to fantasy is that there's just been a lot of those like first round running backs that have just gotten injured yeah so now guys like now derrick henry saquon um who else cmc yeah like a lot of those first round pick uh guys have just been riddled with injuries yeah my main league i decided not to draft a running back in the first round because I knew, well, because of where I was picking, but also just because I knew that first-round running backs are tend to be, like, make or break for your team if you mm-hmm. draft them and they get hurt, like, you're done. So I drafted Travis Kelsey, which I'm happy with. He's just been very disappointing the last couple yeah. weeks, and it's hard to contrast that to the guy that was drafted after him, which was Jonathan Taylor. Yes. One pick later. Yeah. So. And then I also have... Austin Eckler in another league who's been fantastic. Dude, he's been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like you said, it's very hit or miss on those RB1 guys because they play so much. Part yeah. of the reason why they get taken so high is because the like percentage of snaps that they yeah. get, they just have a higher chance of getting injured. So. Yep. Um, I think we can close there. We, we did more fantasy heavy last week, but um, you... We're coming off those trades when we right. recorded. 
now you're getting to see your players play a little bit. Um, and I'm getting to watch how bad my team sucks in that league. Yeah. Shout out to the small wiener squad. <laughs> yes, sir. Put they're, them on my back. Yeah, they're uh, they're really playing the with whole, their team name. The whole draft eight wide receivers early and no other positions has not worked out for me. Who I drafted, I drafted Zeke in the first round and uh, Darren Waller in the second and then went like eight straight wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been okay, except the receivers that I t- took have all been incredibly disappointing. From Tyler Lockett to Debo, or to Brandon Ayuk to uh, Chase Claypool to like it's just been sad. Um, all Michael Snow Thomas, is. yeah, who's now out for the year? Out for the year. That was a, not even worth a draft pick. No, it was just a complete waste. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Um, I don't talk about that league too much on here, but. If, if anything exciting happens, I'll update the fans, especially once Liam takes home the dub. Yeah, uh, I'm 4-4, four and four, but I'm like a confident 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, no, you're yeah. you're in a good spot, and didn't Rohan say that he was most scared of you? Yeah, so Rohan, the guy in our league that is, is in first undefeated. place, he's undefeated, 8-0, um, right? We're yeah. in 9-0. Yeah. Um, he said that my team is the one he's most scared of, which makes me feel more confident, obviously. But he's he's the one that everybody's chasing after. Yeah, crazy. Um, I think we'll close it there. Uh, before we go, Liam, thanks for coming on for the second straight week. Yeah, thanks I, for having me, man. <laughs> hopefully this one will have no hitches yeah. with the uh, posting so people can actually hear us talk. Wow. Um, and then... It's Ty God time. Go Texans. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor's back. We'll see what happens. And then to the listeners, as always, thanks for coming in and hating yourselves with us. See you next week.